0: hey girl welcome to another episode of girls Gains and gossip on today's episode we will be discussing the difference between weight loss and fat loss and what you should be prioritizing for your health and wellness journey if you like to tea on our episodes please follow or send us a review or email us at girlsgainsandgossip at gmail.com now ready for the show well hello ladies thank you so much for joining us today um Kiana is on well not really on vacation but she's taking a break. We decided to do our individual videos to give each other an opportunity to to take some rest, um very much needed. Uh last week or actually 2 weeks ago, I was in Mexico which was phenomenal. We, it was an amazing time and we had a great time with my family and I mean it was just so like the view it was just so serene. It was beautiful. Now The area where my family lives is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, which is in the peninsula of Baja California, and it's all the way in the tip, the very end of the the peninsula. So this area is so mountainous and the oceans right there and it is like a desert type so. It, you know, it could be very dry, you know, type of uh, sandy and dirt, <laughs> but it is, it's a lot of mountains. I mean, you have the ocean right there next to you. I mean, the view every morning was just amazing. It was so peaceful um, and it was just so much needed. Like I definitely needed that time and break. Um, but since then, a lot has gone on. So here's the tea. So I have to say after my amazing vacation, um, I currently work three different Jobs. One is my personal clients. um, And then I have two contracting jobs that I work with as well, where I see people for medical weight loss. And I do a lot of coaching through that. Well, with one of these, uh, one of the jobs, one of the that I was contracted for, you know, time management was such a struggle for me, even though these were work from home options. It was so hard for me to manage my time, you know, we're trying to fit, you know, three different schedules, plus the kids sports, and picking them from school and trying to make dinner and, you know, all the responsibilities that a mom has. And it just it honestly just kind of caught up to me, (laughs) to be honest with you. So when I got, you know, I made some mistakes in terms of time management with some of my sessions on that one of the job one of the the contracted jobs that I had. Um, And then when I got back, you know, I said, you know, I'm coming back with some clarity. You know, I'm going to make sure that I assess my time the best I can. Well, you know, unfortunately it was kind of too late for that. And I ended up losing one of my jobs, which was honestly, it was expected. I did expect that to happen just because I had a conversation with my manager and we, we had a firm understanding what would happen, um, if, you know, I were to make this mistake. And unfortunately, right before I left to Mexico, um, something came up that same day and I had to leave my house. So I had to request for some of the time off, but I wasn't back in time to to see my other sessions and, um, you know, I was let go. So, it was absolutely devastating. I mean, it was, you know, it was devastating. I I was really upset about it. It hurt. Um, Nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to struggle. Um, And I felt like a failure. Honestly, I felt like, I made like, I wasn't good enough. Um, and, you know, quite honestly, it had nothing to do with my skills as a dietitian. Um, it had nothing to do with my skills of, of being able to communicate with people and, you know, really meeting one-to-one and really uh, building a good rapport with them and helping them in their journey. It just honestly, what it come down to is that I have overextended myself with everything that I wanted to do and it backfired on me. And that's the honest truth (laughs) on, you know, um, I know my worth as a dietitian and my skills, and I know what I'm good at, but you know, when we, when we start overextending ourselves and trying to do too much, we're going to drop the ball eventually. And I think this was like the biggest lesson for me that despite working from home, that doesn't necessarily give me more time to do more things, but it gives me the opportunity now, um, now that I don't have that position to say, you know what, I am going to focus on these two jobs or positions that I I actually do enjoy. Because I'll be honest, like it was such a stressful time. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it from my other, <laughs> on our other podcast. It was such a stressful time. I was experiencing a lot of stress with the job, with the requirements, with the pressure of needing to um meet certain things that they requested. Um, and, you know, being that it's a work from home job, there is a level of micromanagement that does happen with that. Um, I understand it. Um, you know, it's nothing against the company or anything. I understand what needs to happen. You know, this was completely my mistake and my, you know my, my, I've dropped the ball in that aspect. So I think that the biggest lesson I learned in this situation was I need to honor and create boundaries for myself and, not overextend myself. Like I have enough on my plate, you know, between trying to market my, my uh, coaching programs between taking care of a family, being there for my kids, um, working and coaching in other areas and my other contracted jobs. So, you know, I have to honor that and also create boundaries for myself and not try to overdue or try to be superwoman. Honestly, like that's that's what we do sometimes. And, you know, I have to honor that. And um, honestly, at this point, I'm a lot happier because of it. Um, I'm at peace with the situation. I realized that this was probably the best thing that could have happened to me, um, even though the re- revenue isn't where I want it to be in terms of having those both um, those two incomes, which was awesome to have that. But, you know, the stress was was just too much. So, Anyways, that's the tea. That's what's been going on in my life. You know, very candid moment. But I just, you know, I want to let you all know that we're human. You know, we go through problems in life and we all make mistakes. And the end thing is that I don't want you to feel as a failure if something just doesn't work out. You know, it's just a lesson that we can take and say, you know, how can we do better? You know, what are some things that maybe I haven't honored and honored in myself that I can improve, uh, moving forward. So I hope that, you know, helps you or encourages you. Um, so yeah, that's the team of the week, but to get back into our topic. So I really, I had a question that came up to me recently and they asked me, what is the difference between weight loss and fat loss? And if you really think about it, there is a a big difference. There really is a difference in that aspect because, um, not all weight loss is, or I'm sorry, not all fat loss is weight loss. And I think that that's the biggest misconception, if I can say that word right, <laughs> a misconception that we get um when we're trying to do a weight loss journey or fat loss journey. So I wanted to kind of touch up on that topic, um, have you understand what the differences are and really figure out what's the best way or the best thing you can do for your own journey. Um, so that way your success. Su- That way you're successful and you can plan towards this and you don't feel like you're failing at your, your ultimate goal. So without further ado, (laughs) weight loss and fat loss, right? So let's talk about weight loss first. So what is weight loss? So weight loss, it's, a measurement, right? Weight is just a form of a measurement. We use a scale to measure weight, at least most of us do, right? We For our personal weight, we, we're going to use a scale to measure that. Something to take into consideration is that the scale measures everything you put on it, okay? So if you stand on the scale with clothing, with your phone, with your keys, um, it, that's what it's going to weigh, right? So this is why when we go to doctor's offices, we're taking off our shoes, we're taking off our keys, we're taking, you know, whatever can add on to additional weight. That's what we we take that off. So that way we can try to get the most accurate weight possible. The problem with weight as a measurement alone, is that it doesn't measure the things that you've put into your body, right? And And, and this is what I mean by this is, you know, undigested food, right? It doesn't that necessarily isn't fat gain or necessarily, I mean, it's going to show as weight gain, but it doesn't show as fat gain um, or it's not going to be fat gain. Um, the, the amount of sodium you consume, right? If you're consuming more sodium, you might have a higher number on the scale due to water retention. Um, if you eat, you know, a little more carbs than what you're normally used to, that can also increase the weight on the scale. Again, it's not from body fat uh, or stored fat. It's from water retention that we have in our muscle and our liver um, in the form of glycogen and other areas in our body, right? Other tissues. So it's important to understand that weight fluctuates constantly. um, And this is where people really get discouraged is because they're seeing their weight go up and down all the time, and they don't see a consistent number going down, and and this is why weight alone, or as a, as a measurement, is a problem. So personally, I use weight as one measure for many people, but it's not the only measure. So just understand that. Now, fat loss um, is a little bit different. Now, it can translate into weight too, right? If you lose body fat, you can lose weight also, but that might not necessarily be always the case. So we know that the measurement for fat is like uh, your fat mass, you know, percentage of fat mass is what a lot of times we'll be able to determine. A couple of ways that we measure this will be kind of like a biometric impedance type of uh, scale or... Um, another one we could use is like calipers. Those are, you know, pretty realistic too, that we can, um, actually attain and they would measure the amount of fat mass, especially in your abdomen. You can kind of measure, um, on your arms, lower back, different areas of your body where you can kind of use the calipers to pinch the skin. And then actually tells you about approximately how much body fat percentage you have. So those would be a couple of ways to measure your overall body fat percentage, now, another way is that they, the way we measure that body fat percentage is the difference of lean muscle mass. So that's another way of determining the difference is going to be how much lean mass do we have in our body or the percentage of that. And then the difference, part of that difference is going to be from uh body fat percentage. I'm sure you heard muscle weighs more than fat, which is wrong. Okay. If you've ever heard that, I'm telling you right now, that is wrong. If you were to take five pounds of muscle and five pounds of fat, it is still five pounds. The weight itself makes no difference. It's it's still going to be five pounds. The difference is muscle is very dense. Um, if you look at muscle fibers, you see a lot of striations, but they're very, you know, dense and they're together and um, not very much room in between each of these muscle fibers and cells that are, uh, that make the muscle. Now, fat is different. So you can kind of think of fat like little uh, balloons, right? We use fat as energy stores. So fat is really important, but we use this as energy stores. The more energy we store, the bigger our fat cells can get. Now, it, you, if you think of it like a balloon, right, they kind of are round, they have a lot of space. So they do take up a lot of space, which is why people that might weigh the same. But their body composition, one has more lean mass and the other person has more fat mass could look very different, right? And this is where we see a lot of people that um, are in a fat loss journey and the scale moves at all, doesn't move at all. I mean, and you'll see, or, or I even seen people where they gain weight, right, on the scale, But their body fat percentage goes down. So they look leaner, they look stronger. You know, there that's the difference between weight loss and fat loss. Is that the weight, the scale number makes no difference whatsoever. It's the amount of lean muscle mass that you have and the amount of fat mass um, that you have in your body. This is where I like to personally try to coach more towards fat loss because. you know, I see so many people fixed on a number on the scale. And the the fact of the matter is, we know the scale isn't going to be always 100%. Like it's going to fluctuate. And if we're constantly fixated on just one number to get to, then we are going to miss out on the opportunity to to really maximize lean muscle or muscle, you know, muscle gains overall because they're going to see that number go up and they're just like, oh, this is not working. I don't want to do this anymore. And the amount of people that quit a fat loss journey or quit uh, you know, quit coaching because they see the numbers change even though they feel better, even though they feel stronger, even though they're feeling, you know the they're seeing the physical changes in their body, but because that number on the scale goes up, they literally freak out and back out. And that's a problem. Like, we've been so conditioned to think of just weight that we no longer see the benefits of exercise and proper nutrition despite the scale. This is the thing. Who should prioritize weight loss? A little bit about my background, I worked with people in the bariatric community. Um, I did bariatric nutrition counseling for many years. I'm board certified as a bariatric counselor. I loved doing it. And the reason I loved it so much was because these people are really at their wits end. Um, they didn't know what else to do. This was kind of like their last resort. Um, and we ultimately helped them regain a new life through bariatric surgery, but it's not easy. You know, they, they had to implement so many changes in their diet, um and lifestyle that it was very hard it was very hard so it's not the easy way out so for anybody that ever thinks that's not but people that or have obesity those would be people that would benefit from weight loss right this is where we see if we see the number on the scale going down this is where we would really see um more health benefits in terms of, you know, uh, heart disease risk, diabetes ris- risks, all those kind of things. Um, so that's super important for people with a higher BMI, usually 30 and above would be considered obesity. Um, if you're preparing for surgery, so some people that need knee surgery, hip surgery, um, bariatric surgery, they do require to have a certain amount of weight loss. So those are the people that want to focus on losing overall weight um, on the scale. So the people that need to prioritize fat loss, um, I would say everybody else. (laughs) So anybody else um, that is trying to lose body fat and want to look leaner and want to be stronger, um, want their clothes to fit better, want to feel more confident, which I would probably say is probably like the 99% of people that I ever talk to um, want to feel that, want to experience um, just feeling stronger, feeling better, more confident. And there is no number to that. So please understand again, this has nothing to do with weight. It doesn't matter. Everybody's number is different. It, there's no number to feeling strong, to feeling, you know, active, to feel having energy, to to feeling confident. There is no number to that. I'm just going to tell you right now. But for those that want to prioritize, um, that should prioritize fat loss is everyone else that is on a a health and wellness journey. People that have a BMI of lower than 30 should definitely prioritize fat loss um, versus weight loss. And again, people that have a higher body fat percentage should prioritize uh, fat loss. And those that have those low muscle mass should also prioritize fat loss. Um, people that lose weight, um, you know, that their weight loss is slower, or um, they find that they're gaining weight should prioritize on fat loss. Now that we've established that, you know, what are some things that you can actually do practically to incorporate these things. So like I mentioned, in terms of weight loss, people with a BMI higher than 30 should focus on weight loss um, through diet, exercise, behavior change, medications or surgery. You know, ultimately, again, I'm not against any of those methods. I, You know, just keeping it real, just going to be honest, I'm not against any of those methods. What I am against is people, people not trying, and then going straight into like medications or surgery, especially. So the goal here is you know, if you've had history of chronic guiding and, and nothing like seriously, nothing has worked, then yeah, medications and surgery are definitely an option and tools that are out there for weight loss. Again, people with a BMI higher than 30. And of course, with bariatric surgery, there are restrictions, you do have to meet a certain criteria to be to even be able to get there. So I just throw that out there. Now, this means going on a calorie deficit focusing on that weight loss through your diet, Um, incorporating exercise, I would say a minimum of weight training three times a week. Um, Behavior changes. Also, right, this is not just let me just change what I'm eating. I also have to change my mindset around how I eat, and when I eat and where I eat, like this is a whole lifestyle change. And you know, it's important to to incorporate that. So some of the exercises that you can include, especially like HIIT exercises, like I said, resistance training, weight training, um, increasing your overall daily activity. So if you have a sedentary job, you want to move around more, walk more, don't sit all day, you know, I have a sedentary job. So I'm constantly at least every hour. or So I get up, I have a standing desk, I try to move, I walk in the morning, I walk in the evening, you know, it's really important, starting with and if you track your steps. I always tell people, check your average, what is your average steps and it, or whatever your step, uh, average steps are, um, increase it by a 1000 to 2000 steps. The reason is, and I know you probably hear like 8,000 to 10,000 steps. Yeah, ideally, we would love to get there. But if you're someone that barely moves 1,000 to 2,000 steps eight or 8,000 to 10,000 steps, is going to be like impossible. So we really want to slowly increase it. So it's better than doing nothing at all. For those that have less than a BMI of 30, right, these are the people that we really want to focus on weight, or I'm sorry, fat loss. We want to focus on building muscle and losing fat. Right. This is the goal. The number is not going to matter. I highly encourage you don't look at the number during a fat loss journey because it's really not going to make a difference. It doesn't really matter. What you do want to do is take progress pictures before and afters um, measurements. You know, if you want to take uh, measurements with calipers, which, you know, you can kind of pinch um, different body fat percentages and then measure that every month. Do a biometric impedance uh, test as well. You can do that to measure your overall body fat percentage. That's going to be kind of like your best ways of measurement in terms of fat loss. Um, so this means you're going to want to be on a slight calorie deficit. Um, ultimately, you know, we don't want to reduce too, too much, right? Right. But we do still want to be able to tap into those energy stores that we have. So you want to do a calorie deficit, Um, usually recommend anything between 300 to 500 calories per day, again, just depending on where you're at. And as long as it doesn't increase too many cravings later on a day, you, you should be fine. Or even maintenance, right? Staying at maintenance, improving the quality of your meals, increasing your protein, increasing your fiber, and sticking at that maintenance goal. You can still lose body fat, right, through that process. On the strength training portion, at least three to four times a week, 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour, and doing full body exercises, right? You're going to elicit more muscles when you do full body exercises versus Splits, which would be like one muscle group at a time, or one muscle group, like, you know, upper, lower, you know, quad, those kind of things. Right. Um, and then I would also increase some cardio. Uh, you don't have to do cardio every day. I would say, you know, at least two to three times a week, either walking, biking, light jog, nothing too intense. Honestly, you don't necessarily have to do what would you say, like intense cardio. I would just say focus on improving your overall movement and that cardio is just going to be some you know extra extra calorie burn it really taps into those energy stores that we have Um, and like i mentioned daily activity uh, increases with your exercise it increases with your cardio and just overall movement throughout the day so same rule would apply if you are trying to track your steps take your average each week and increase it by a thousand to two thousand steps Um, and you should be good. Like, again, keep, keep a log for yourself. I I always love to create awareness, but, you know, track your progress, you know, take before and after pictures each month, measurements each month. You know, if you have a pair of pants that you want to fit into, use that as a form of measurement to see how you fit in them. The scale is irrelevant for fat loss. So I'm just, again, reminding you the, (laughs) the scale is irrelevant for fat loss. So don't stress about that. So that is it. Honestly, in terms of fat loss and weight loss, it's not complicated. I would just say focus on one or the other if that's what your goal is, right? If it, like I mentioned those for who uh people that want to do weight loss, you know, BMI over 30 is perfectly fine. Um if you want to focus on fat loss, I always recommend fat loss um for the majority of people because most of us don't include enough activity. Number one, Um, we don't include any sources of good fat, I mean, good protein. And the, you know, we're always so focused on weight that we never really make good tangible changes in our diet. And um, people can still lose weight and still have a higher fat percentage. So again, what does that tell you about just focusing on weight loss? So those are my tips for today. I hope this helped you. I hope you learned a lot. If you would love to hear more uh, tips and tricks and topics like this, send us an email at girlsgainsandgossip at (laughs) gmail.com. I hope you all have a great day and peace.